Welcome back to the White, Gray, Black Weekly Manga Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all about your favorite ongoing Japanese manga. My name is Bruce. I am the proprietor of the White, Gray, Black YouTube channel. With me again this week is Gautam. What's up? What's up? This week, we have the last Weekly Shonen Jump new manga of the year, Rui Rui Senki, also known as Shadow Eliminators. We also have a cute little web series titled My Dog Becomes a Human, which is very cute and funny. That's on chapter 14. And finally, we will finish up this episode by finishing off some pesky demons and getting Fryerin back to where she belongs in Fryerin Beyond Journey's End, chapter 118. All that and more manga discussions coming right up. Let's get right into Shadow Eliminators by Kento Amamiya. Um, this is the last new jump series of the year, and it's sub-mediocre would be my review. Gautam, did you read this? I uh, I believe I read the one shot for this, but I didn't get to read uh, Okay. I didn't you, get to read chapter one yet. It, so tell me about it. That's interesting because I well, I wanted to talk about the one shot. I added some pics of it at the end to kind of give a comparison. The one shot of this, I think, is pretty good. Um, yeah. I read it and I enjoyed it. And it, it wasn't anything totally new, but I thought it had some interesting characters. It had some interesting ideas. Um, I think this chapter one is worse in every single way. Um, and oh, I'm no. going to I'm gonna point the finger away from the author, away from Kento Amamiya, and say that this is probably something that the um, editors or someone influenced him. I can see why these changes were made. Uh, I don't think any of them improved the series. Um, we'll go through sort of briefly what happens uh, in this series. We open on a sort of very serious uh, morals committee type guy. Uh, his name is Yayoi Asakaze. This is our... Um, non-magical main character, I guess you could say. It's sort of our, our, our point of view character for chapter one, I guess. Um, he's all about upholding, stu- upholding school rules. Uh, he earned the nickname Justice Man, which is a little goofy. Um, and then pretty quickly, <laughs> we get this goofy guy jumping the school gates and blah, blah, blah. This guy's name is Ao- Aoba Kuromori. This is our sort of magic guy um, entering in. So... I will preface this. This is something we talk about on the podcast a lot. Uh, this is another Bleach copy. This is a Bleach clone. Um, this is a Yu Hakusho type. Uh, this is mm-hmm. this is magical world exists. Magical person enters into normal person's world. Changes they eventually come in right. Um, so if you're comparing this something to Bleach, right? Um, the the Justice Man over here. Oops. Um, Justice Man over here is what's the lead character in Bleach's name? It's like just totally slipped my mind. Uh, it's like a. It's like the the other guy is uh, Ichigo, and this Ichigo, guy is yeah. Ichigo's this, rival, or this uh, guy's like um, Ruika, right? Ishi, Ishida, Ishida, who's like the parallel. He, yeah, he's the glasses guy in Bleach too. Um, but yeah. yeah, it seems like very much like that dynamic. One is the rebel, one is the straight and narrow. Oh, that guy. yeah, but well, but also the dynamic is that this is a normal dude to start, right? Ichigo is just a normal oh, guy yeah. at first. And this is yeah. Ruika, who is a magical person who enters in and changes up how everything works. That was kind of the dynamic I was going for. But um, the main character has kind of an interesting personality. I didn't, um, I th- I feel like I should have liked it more than I did because it's, it's more different than most uh, Shonen MCs. Um, 
where he's sort of like, oh, it's the uptight guy. But also, I have seen this done in stuff like uh, the girl with inappropriate skirt length, like, and that does it better than this. Um, and, and yeah, I, because that that one's like more of like an iteration on this trope. This one is like playing the trope straight. It's like just it feels yeah. Like. It's just kind of straight across. It's literally just what's his name from My Hero, the class president or whatever. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ingenium. Mm. I for some reason I can only, I can't remember his actual name. Probably because he has not been in the series for like <laughs> yeah. four years. Um, the non-relevant guy. Yeah. Yeah, glasses man. Um, there's some interesting art in here. I think the art is pretty good. That's probably what my one call out. For what I think is uh, is good here is that uh, the art the art is pretty excellent. Um, they go into this dark world. Demons possess people. When you have negative emotions, they turn into demons. I think this is literally also the premise of New Age Exorcist. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and, and Bleach. Yeah. And Bleach. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and probably lots of other things. Um, so, yeah. So, eventually you get sort of the, um, you get this other little side character who's kind of the flat, uh, like flat emotion character. Um Threads gather together, up self shadows in people's hearts and take form. Um, Aoba has this little, this little sword thing, and he. Uh, let me see. I don't know. Some fights happen. Some stuff happens. This is a pretty again. This is a pretty boring, not very exciting chapter one. Um, basically, no character stuff happens, which is kind of my thing. It's all just kind of plot. It's just like wild guy shows up, someone gets possessed, someone gets possessed again. Um, you'd eventually get what I, this is probably my favorite, uh, spread page of the whole chapter right here where, and this was in the one shot too, right? Where, uh, Aoba has this blade and the blade, you know, it looks like he's cutting this girl's head off. Who's kind of being possessed. And it's like, Nope, the blade only, you know, slays the demons inside. doesn't slay people. It only slays Kasane, which is, of course they have to make up a new word for the demons that they're fighting. Cause if they just called them demons, it would look too much like a ripoff. So yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I this this is a really well paneled um, action scene here. This is pretty much straight out of the, um, uh, straight out of the one shot. Also, and then they sort of are like, oh, let's set up a, a school club to help people out with their demons, and they're called Shadow Eliminators, which is fine. I mean, that's not the best name in the world, but uh, potentially better than Demons of the Shadow Realm. Well, it's yet to be seen. Yeah, um, I, I I wonder if they they address the kind of edginess of the name in the next chapter. I think a little, they do a little bit um, in this chapter, but uh, so I want to connect this to the, to the one shot, which I do think people should go and read the one shot. Cause I do think it's a pretty good one shot. Um, let's look at how they introduce Aoba here. Um, this is, this is a very shonen introduction. I would say this is a very sort of action battle, you know, 14 year old boy, like, oh, he hopped the fence. It's high action. He like lands with the hero pose. Um, he's sweating. He goes, oh, I'm, you know, he says this goofy line. I'm the first to arrive. Ha ha ha. And he's not dry and he shakes himself off. It's very sort of high action, high energy uh, or whatever. Um, I much, much prefer the way he's introduced in the one shot. And here, here's how he's introduced in the one shot, right? Uh, the Oh, that's so much better. Already. It's so much better <laughs> in the one shot, right? Like it, the this girl who's who's having some problems um, in art class, and she's already a more interesting main character because she has some character development in chapter one, whereas the sort of glasses guy um, in the in the jump version does not. So again, I think this one shot is really good. I think all the changes they made um, 
to to move it to Weekly Shonen Jump did not work for me. I think they might work for a younger audience. That's maybe yet to be seen, but um, I, I did not I like even, it. Like, I feel like uh, the cat sleeping on you intro is just instantly funny for everyone, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it very much gives him more of this sort of like, oh, I'm a chill guy, which contrasts better later when he ends up kind of going sicko mode and kind of unleashing his like demon twin brother, which is part of his powers in the one shot. Um, it's just like all of the cool stuff in the one shot where it's like, there's a shadow realm and this guy's brother gets taken and he sort of like, I don't remember if it's if he like swaps place with his brother or like lets his brother take control to be like a powerful sort of demon thing. Um, but there's a really cool, interesting kind of power dynamic there. Not necessarily original, but much more interesting than I'm sure that we'll get there in the jump series, but it was not in chapter one. Um, the main character is better. She has she has motivations and drives uh, that she wants to be a better she wants to be a better artist, and she sort of has a rival, and that kind of demon stuff all comes up, uh, and 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 they resolve that in the one shot, which is really great. Um, none of that happens in the in the the jump one shot. There's the main character. No, nobody does any character shit in the, in chapter one of this, so that's not for me. I did not like that. Um, but like I said, the art I think is pretty good here. Um, with how popular New Age Exorcist is, apparently. Uh, maybe this works. I don't know. Um, I, I hate to be the one to call out cause we read chapter one of new A's and was like, this is garbage. This will never work. And it's, I, from what I've seen, it like got number one, uh, on the, the, the TOC rankings, which basically means that it was the most popular thing Wild. in, in yeah. jump three or four weeks ago. So yeah. Hmm. But yeah, Shadows yeah. Eliminator chapter one. I don't know. Um, definitely not for me. I, like I said, I get all the changes. All the changes they made were kind of to, to make it more more actiony, to give it a little bit more drive, um, a little bit less sort of character slow moments. Uh, maybe save some reveals for later. That being said, I don't I don't think it did any improvements. Um, the design and the action stuff is is okay, but not great. I wouldn't say. I mean, this is not Mama Yu Yu's paneling excellence. It's not. Uh, you know, the art isn't as good as as some of the other stuff, but. I don't know. I mean, again, <clears throat> it's a Bleach clone. It's a, you know, a Demon Slayer Jujutsu Kaisen. It's another one that they're trying. I mean, this has been, they basically tried to do this, what, like four or five times a year. They're basically like, what's the next Demon Slayer? What's the next Jujutsu Kaisen? You, I, is their I, next I attempt? Just, I don't think this is it. I think New Age Exorcist is more likely to catch on here, but we'll see. I, I think like the school set, like the Bleach story with the school setting is so freaking played out that it just doesn't It's gotta dangerous. be, yeah. Um, and I mean, even... Even Demon Slayer had a unique setting, which I, I appreciate. Yeah, true. Um, uh, but and I I, I, I do get the idea that like, well, you know, if you're 12 now, you know, Bleach was completed before you were born. So what are you going to read? What's the next thing? I, I get look going and looking for that. Um, I wish that they weren't always just looking for Bleach again, right? Like, I don't understand why we haven't had another like Naruto or another One Piece. I kind of understand why we haven't had another One Piece because no one wants to go toe to toe with that. But um, and same with Naruto, it's like that was wholly pretty unique, you know. Yeah, um, but like, uh, but but yeah. I, I think the reason is the success of Demon Slayer uh, brought like the demon hunter genre into the forefront because I can't imagine anyone wanting to be bleach <laughs> because it's like yeah. a, a low bar you know um, <laughs> okay i wondered where you were going with that yeah like it, it it's is, a low bar but it's a i will say in from jump's point of view bleach is a a massive money maker still i mean the 
they brought the anime back, you know, 15 years after the last anime aired, right? Uh, maybe not 15 years, but like 10. I, I, so. Like in my eyes, it's just like saying, it's like I, I, I've always wanted to go into acting. Paul Giamatti is my favorite actor, you know? Like it's like, yeah, he's good. Paul Giamatti's like, a good actor. I don't know. Why Paul? I'm throwing shade at Paul. Like, why Paul? Why not like a, why not like a fucking Daniel Day Lewis? Why is why is Paul Giamatti? I, yeah, I guess you're sort of not picking the best of the best. You're picking someone who's like good, but yeah, yeah, good, yeah. but you're not you're not of, shooting for the stars. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's that's all to say. I I don't understand chasing the Bleach Dragon, but I understand chasing the Demon Slayer Dragon. I guess I I just think that like. I think people want and respect originality more. I think the reason Naruto and One Piece were are so popular is that they're like they're wholly unique, right? I mean, yeah, Pirates of Magical Powers and and Naruto is not like pretty derivative is not the right word, but it's very influenced by sort of um, the Chinese like jutsu magic and Japanese sort of ancient uh, like that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, like Shintoism, I like Shintoism, stuff like that. So it's very influenced by like a familiar thing, but like you don't see it a whole lot in, in manga. I mean, we got the, um, oh, we got Chinese Naruto on Jump Plus for a little while, but that series was awful. So I can't even remember what that was called. Something about vampires, but it, it's, uh, oh yeah. Uh, well, it, it's just that both of them took from Dragon Ball in that regard, mm-hmm. uh, both One Piece and Naruto, but they, they I, were their own thing, regardless of them stealing like key and character design from yeah. uh, Dragon Ball. Like, I, and I I still feel like Demon Slayer feels like its own separate thing from what Bleach was. It is definitely different to, enough, yeah. right? It's sort of like early yeah. 1900s. Yeah, definitely, definitely different enough in setting, at least. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think its issues come from a different spot than that's true. whether it's unique or not. Um, yeah. I guess. But yeah, I, I, I these all just feel like clones, right? Like clones that I won't remember next yeah. week. Well, and and the disappointing uh, thing I think for for me and probably for you as podcasters who, when there's a new chapter one, we talk about it, is that we've had to have this conversation of, oh look at this, it's a bleach clone. We don't like bleach clones. Why are they still doing this? It's like Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen. We've had this conversation like four times this year, just yeah, about this- series and jump. Right? Like, it's like we had at a certain Kigurachi. point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Kagurabachi is one of them. Noe's Exorcist is one of them. Um, and they're all, like, a little bit different, right? Like, Kagurabachi, I'd say, is kind of the most different uh, of all of those, even though it's not super. Um, I, I, I feel like Kagurabachi, uh, Kagurabashi is more like uh, it knows what it is mm-hmm. and doesn't shy away from that, which makes it a little better. Yeah, but. I mean, it also, like, doesn't have the school setting. It's set in sort of uh, non-modern day Japan. It's... Yeah, pre cell phone like, at very least. I don't know exactly what time period it is. It also has the interesting sort of son of a sword maker. Magic swords is kind of a is a not a new idea, but is a different idea than I I guess the every magical power is like a slightly different, but I mean this one is not is just I'd be bleach, remiss right? to say <laughs> if if magic swords isn't just one to one bleach. Mm. But regardless, I thought see I thought bleach. that bleach was your magic manifests as a sword, not the sword was magic. I could be wrong. I have not read much. I've read like 10 chapters of Bleach, so. Uh, yeah, it, your magic manifests as a sword, and then the sword transforms into an even cooler sword. Kind right. Of. That's the so, yeah. Bankai, right? Bankai, yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. I Yeah, I, I know a lot about Bleach by osmosis. Um, yeah. Of just being around it. So, yeah. So, 
Shadows Eliminators, I I don't know. Um, it's definitely not the worst thing that Jump has published this year. Uh, also, far, far, far from the best. Um, it's, I don't know. I mean, what it, do you say about it? It's just, it's just I, mediocre I, I and derivative. Yeah. But I uh, I can see it. It's, it's just one of these, like you said, mediocre derivative, and it's just another Bleach clone. Uh, yeah. But I'll read it, and I'll give it a fair crack, and then come to that opinion on my own. <laughs> yeah, and I think the other thing that was disappointing was, you know, I, I heard about uh, I heard about this coming, heard about the author, they said, oh, the one-shot was really good, go check out the one-shot. I read the one-shot, and I, I really liked the one-shot version of this. Um, I thought it was really decent. Like, not the most amazing thing I've ever seen, but like, for an intro, you know, chapter one of a shonen or whatever you want to call it, seemed really good. Um and then some, they just changed all the good stuff in it, right? The 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 that female happens. lead character who had like passion and a character development in chapter one is completely gone, replaced by a guy who's less interesting. The sort of all these interesting Loki introductions, like the guy being introduced, you know, just having a bunch of cats on him, um, and being like, "Oh, I'm underestimated. It's part of my nature." Instead, he's like jumping over the fence, like. Those, these are two totally different characters, even if they're the same because of the way they're introduced, right? Your your introduction to a character is massive influence on on what kind of character they are and how you feel about them as a reader. Um, and to me, like, this guy and this guy, they're not even the same dude. Like, completely Bruce, different you know, energies. You, uh, 100%. One is, like, happy and aloof. Well, happy and, like, ditzy, and the other is aloof and chill. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... No, I, I. You want me to take a wild stab? This is because this is like very Marvel formula kind of stuff. Uh, I and definitely I'm sure you realize it too. Yeah, uh, it, I, yeah. It, basically, they need two contrasting characters: one who can be kind of the audience surrogate, who uh, doesn't have any powers and grows along the way. Uh, so the main character needs to have that hook, but also be the polar opposite of the character that already has the powers. Yeah. So they're just like hitting those quotas for sure. Because uh, in, I mean, cause yeah. in the one shot, even though the one shot is better, you're right that the, the guy is more chill and aloof and the girl is not like, she's not a non-personality, but she's not high energy Genki or anything like that. She's just sort of like, I want to be an artist, blah, blah, blah. She's a little freaked out by how weird he is, but there isn't, you're right that there's not that dynamic between this is the high energy weirdo. And this is the hyper serious justice man. And it's like, I get why they made the changes. They were just not as good as just doing things a little bit differently. Right. Not, yeah, not conforming to that. So, yeah, because I, I think we're in the shitty situation of, you know how like more experience makes you jaded. We're yeah. in that spot where we're kind of inevitably jaded by seeing the same tropes play out into the Marvel formula over For sure. and over again. Um, so maybe this is better for people who who aren't used to the tropes, you know? I mean, I up. even I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Don't yeah. nobody clip this. I I even think that New Age Exorcist chapter one was more interesting than this one. This one was okay. just boring. I, New got, Age I had, gotta go read it then. I gotta go read it. I mean because New Age at least was like, oh, that's a cool monster design. Um the characters at least had even though it wasn't the main character, the characters had a little bit of stuff to do. It's it's a different enough that like, oh, there's a girl living in the school and she's the magic demon thing and the design and stuff was better. This one was just boring. I don't know. I it just didn't hit me the right way. And it's especially again, again, it is especially disappointing because the one shot, I think, is really good. And this was not. So I, I am curious to see if the author can um, 
dig this series back into the quality that the one shot is because clearly I think they're they're good enough author. You know, I a bad a bad author can't write a good one shot. Uh, even so, even if this first chapter I thought was not very good, um, it's not it as bad like, as I said, Gil. I guess that's maybe that's maybe the the bottom thing this year. But I I, I thought chapter one of New Ace was so bad that I, it was pretty, I thought Gil was even better. Um, but yeah, that might be true. I don't know. New Ace was just so bad it was memorable. That's I, I I guess that's the thing, yeah. right? Is that this is in that area that we sometimes talk about where it's like it isn't bad, but it isn't good, so it's just boring and forgettable, and there's nothing yeah. like nothing really sticks with me from it, which is, in my opinion, is is a little bit you know worse for the memory. Uh, yeah, for a yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway, no- Noi's main character being Shinji without the depth was frustrating. But anyway, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's that's a sidetrack. Let's uh, yeah. Let's let's do our next thing. That's it. Yep. Um, all right. The next thing I want to talk about, this is a series that has been uh, getting published. I've been seeing it on Reddit, getting fans translated. Uh, I believe this is just a web series. I don't know if it's from Twitter or published somewhere else, but um, this is this is a really cute little series called My Dog Becomes a Human. This is by Kenji Hamada. Um, and I know what you're all thinking. You're thinking, oh, no, this is going to be people getting horny for their dogs. And the answer is That's no. True. The answer is no. You think that they do a this author does a really good job of walking right up to that line and never crossing it. You go, oh, they're gonna go there, and then they don't, and it it turns out cute in my opinion. Um, so for instance, like in this chapter, uh, these are the main characters. It's uh, Saki and Panta over here, her Siberian husky. And the first time he transforms, you think, oh, it's a hot guy. I see where this is going, and then it's like, no, Panta is just like the goofiest the goofiest dude in the world. Like it literally just the sort of, uh, himbo idiot is how I would describe him, I guess. Um, but in this chapter you meet sort of another, uh, another female Husky, which again, you look at her and you're like, Oh no, she's drawn really hot. They're showing her chest. And it's like, Oh man, they're going to go there. And then it's like, she runs after him and they're just like goofy, lovable idiots, like locking arms. Like, I don't know. It's just like every time you're like, Oh no, they don't. And then it's just fun after that. Um, there's lots of fun sort of different personality style dogs being kind of uh, cute and funny in their own ways. And they're all just sort of like some of the dogs are sort of like prissy and and unkempt. But like, oh, if a treat comes out, they turn they turn goofy. Basically, all these people act like actual dogs. Right. Which is like, oh, even if a dog is like majestic and regal, it's like, OK, but like those dogs don't want their belly rubbed or, you know. To, yeah. to have a treat, you know, they would still do tr- do tricks for treats, etc. Um, no dog is sort of like immune to that. So uh, I really like the series. I think it's really cute. Um, and again, like I said, it walks right up to that line where you're like, oh no, is this going, is this crossing into the furry territory? And it has not done it yet. And I don't, it seems to know exactly how to sort of like trick you and fake you out of thinking like, like, I mean, look at these two pages here, right? Like on the right, it's like running away, two hyper serious faces. And then on the left page, it's like, they're just goofy dogs. Like they're just, every time you think like, oh no, is it going to be bad? It's like, nope, they're just goofy dogs again. So that's great. I, I, yeah, this is like getting the furry audience, but also getting the non furry audience at the right. same time. People like me um, who are not furries can read it and enjoy it and then connect with the furries in our communities. Hey, uh, if you're a furry, 
leave a comment. Leave a YouTube comment for us. Yeah, we can we can shake hands over. Hash, this. Hashtag not a furry, and we'll know <laughs> we'll know what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, um, I, this is a really cute series. I, you you can get through it in I don't know thirty minutes probably. They're they're short. Like I said, they're short web chapters. Um, the art also I think is like really really good, and the coloring and stuff in it. Uh, I really I really like this artist's style. Uh, yeah, I, I actually I'm a fan of like the black and white with colored eyes thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there are a few series that do that, and it always just looks great. Yeah, I mean, but, r- really great art. Um, okay, let's let's move on to what will probably be the longest conversation here. Uh, Friar and Beyond Journey's End, Chapter 118, Vialathor. Um, yeah, and uh, let me uh, do a quick catch, because I actually yes. caught up on Freyrin. Um, uh, yeah, so the manga took a hiatus. The artist and author, I believe, went to help with the anime, but um, that's what I hear. I, I'm not sure if that's the case, but... Either way, it was on a few months hiatus, and uh, yeah, I came back, and I caught up on like six or seven chapters. Basically, where we're at is Freyrin touches a goddess statue, which uh, mysteriously transports her back to the past. Um, well, in her own vessel, in her own body. So she takes the place of past Freyrin. Um, and she meets up with her hero's party, which is Himmel, Aizen, and I forget the priest's name. But Heiter, Heiter, uh, yeah, Heiter, uh, and uh, yeah, effectively they can they know Freyrin so well that they can instantly tell that something is off, and uh, they fight a demon with like really powerful space type magic, uh, space time magic, like right away, and uh, Freyrin finds out like, oh wait, flight is not flight magic; it's not a thing in this timeline yet. Yeah, it's like invented so in the like eighty years between. When where she's yeah. transported in the current day, so yeah, so there's like a lot of shenanigans like that. She owns the demon and she uses flight magic. She effectively tells her party that she's from the future and needs to find a way back. And this is used to set up a bunch of kind of hijinks and mini adventures with the hero's party and future Freyrin. Uh, and it, I think this is freaking great because this it is establishes, great. yeah, yeah, it establishes the dynamic of the party, you know, like super well. Uh, you know Freyrin's goal is to meet up with uh, Himmel in the afterlife. That's her primary goal for the adventure. Uh, but I think the exposition and kind of showing the party interact with each other establishes her goal better because it makes the audience care about the party more. Um, yeah, well, and I mean, and we've yeah. seen some flashbacks before, right? We've seen sort of right. like, oh, this is what it was like back then. But... Because Fryerin has sort of already gone through some character growth, I mean, especially in the first, like, three or four, like, the, the start of the series, right? Where a kind of all, where, spoilers for, like, chapter one, like, most of these characters are dead, or at least, like, two of the, uh, two of, two of the four of the Heroes Party are dead. So, yeah. um, her just, like, knowing that and then being able to go back in sort of a non-flashback way and spend more time with them is really just, like... It's, it's melancholy and wholesome uh, at the same time. Ex- well, ex- you took the words out of my mouth. It is the exact melancholy that Fryerin like excels when it leans into. Right? Is that the series is like it makes you happy that she gets to have that, and it makes you sad to know that she can't, you know, go back or stay or or you know whatever she really wants to do. So yeah, this, right. this flashback was really good. Um, and you see throughout the like 
you can see her changes throughout the flashback. She apologizes at one point, and everyone's like, wait, she never apologizes. Yeah, she, that's Even if she's wrong. Um, but yeah, effectively, Freyron says in the chapter before this, she wants to go back because she has things mm-hmm. that are important to her in the future. Yeah, which so, I think is, uh, is even more... Uh, even more character development, right? Because I think if yeah. you had teleported Fryerin back in the first, like, I don't know, 10 chapters of the series, she would have just been like, I'm just going to stay here. Cause like, this I'll is, yeah. I missed out. I'm just going to stay here. And now I think she's developed obviously sort of, um, she's matured in a way with Fern and the others to, to know she can't do that. So. Yeah. And after losing Hamill, she understands like the value of bonds with one another. So mm-hmm. I, it's all cool development. Um, so right before this chapter, uh, you're introduced to, like, the big four demons that are going to fuck with them. Uh, there's this warrior demon who uh, fights the axe guy. There is yeah, this, uh, yeah. yeah, and I'll bring him up later. But there's this this black-haired demon we see here who is presumably, according to them, the strongest one. Yeah. Who can just put people in an illusion that feels like, like Mind reality. illusion fantasies, yeah. Yeah, that is, like... It's impossible. It's almost impossible to tell that you're an illusion. Uh, kind of a, a situation. And there's the girl that Freyrin killed, the un- the demon of unknown name in the Mock of Eldorado arc. She's also helping from the shadows. Is that okay? I was trying to remember where I was like, we've seen her, and I don't remember if she's dead or not. But yeah, that's you're she, right. She, she is dead in the future. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um. And finally, we have an interesting demon named Todd who said, hey, fuck this, I'm out, I'm not going to fight anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, in a hundred years, uh, my curse will spread across the world and fuck everything up anyway. So yeah. I'll see you then. Which and I think she, we're coming leaves. up on. <laughs> Time Yeah, wise. yeah. So Freyron went back 80 years in the past. So uh, in 20 years, according to this demon's timeline, is when she'll consume the world with her curse, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, And that brings us to the present. They're trying to get, they founded the... MacGuffin to get them the information they need to go back to the goddess. Yeah, statue. they found the keyword to, to cast the spell at the goddess statue to return Fryron to the to her current time. Yeah, exactly. Some real uh, samurai Jack shenanigans. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and the warrior demon guy fights uh, the dwarf, and uh, their their fight is kind of uh, wrapped up pretty quickly off screen. Uh, the dwarf kind of like attacks him, pushes him off a cliff and retreats. Uh, more importantly, you get uh, the hero's party, Himmel and Freyrin instantly get caught in the illusion. They couldn't yep. even parse this guy existed until he showed up and put them in the illusion. And uh, it's sweet. It's an illusion that they're both happy with of the two yeah. of them getting married. Well, um, it's interesting because so at the end of the last chapter, um, discussions and stuff I saw were like, oh no, like Himmel's in an illusion where he's marrying Fryrin. Um, I thought it was interesting that it turns out that they're both in the same illusion and they're both like Fryrin is actually more just like, I'm into it. And she's less able to tell the differences. I guess we sort of find out later, but she's just like, all right, time to kiss my husband. Like, let's do it. And then Himmel's the one who's like, wait a minute. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he knows something is instantly off. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I thought there was like, well, one, it was very sweet that they were both into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was kind of more of an unspoken romance, which I uh, is, which was spoken more and more each time we see a flashback with them. And yeah. it's all but confirmed that they love each other. Yeah. Uh, but really couldn't do anything because of. Yeah. Well, and, and mostly it's Fryer and not 
understanding or accepting that that it could happen, even though she and, sort of knew it was true internally. But that's that's again, if you go read like chapter one, that's kind of like the big tension the big of thing, her character. Right? So yeah, yeah, and and Himmel not pushing it, right? And yeah, yeah, uh, Himmel not not wanting to to yeah go out of place or I don't know how you would say it, but he he didn't want to uh, force maybe what he thought was forcing Fryer to do something like that. So yeah, and because she's all but an immortal, right? Um, but yeah, so effectively, uh, they both kind of, Himmel points out that they are in an illusion. Fryan's like, oh, okay, well, it must be this guy because she's incredibly smart too. And the coolest shit is that Himmel fights while under the illusion. Yeah, by, it's so cool. Like, yeah. I, this is one of those things where, um, you've been watching the anime, right? I've seen some scenes mm-hmm. from it, um, this is going to be another one of those things where it's like, oh my God, when this gets animated, because I remember the, uh, the fight scene that got big eyes, um, like Fern versus, I don't remember the name of the demon, but it, it's in like episode, I don't know, eight or six yeah. or something maybe of, of the fire anime was animated like beautifully. It was so cool. And there was all this like emotional build up to it. And this is another one that's going to be hype because it's going to be like, oh my gosh, it's our two, you know, two people who we know were in love in a wedding imagery thing. And then literally just like we have, we've seen him will fight a little bit in some of the flashbacks, but this is him just like, I have no senses, but the, like I, he says like, Oh, any like brush of wind that feels off or like any vibration. And he just like basically with his eyes closed in a different place, like fights this demon and like would have killed him. I think if the other demons didn't come in, which is awesome. Yeah, I and I it just goes to show what absolute forces of nature like the heroes party was. Yeah. Even because you see them being goofy throughout this till this moment where they are put in a do or die situation and they just excel uh sorry, excel in every fucking way. Like the dwarf uh kind of destroys his warrior. Yeah, demon I think opponent. that demon's dead. I can, I can confirm it, but I think I think he kills that demon in this chapter maybe. Oh, does he? Okay, got it. I don't uh, know. Maybe not. It was kind of hard I, to tell, but... I think he I just fell off the cliff. Yeah, because he, maybe. Because the dwarf said, I have to retreat um, mm. because my leader ordered me to. That's true, that's true, so yeah. I, I think he might not be dead, but I don't know. Um, either way, he destroys that guy. Himmel destroys the illusion, dude, without being able to see, smell, or use any of his senses aside from, like, touch. Yeah, yeah, see, uh, it's on this page here, right? It's like, go after anything that seems out of place, however insignificant. It's like, rustle of clothes, people breathing, the piercing breeze, and he, like, stops a sword from hitting uh, Fryrin, like, right before it does. It's just a real, like, for a series that we've kind of um, talked about not not having great action paneling, it's still a really cool action scene. Like, it's just still really neat. Like, you know, it's I, great. I think it's, the, the author knows how to write, and they know what they want out of their action, like mm-hmm. they they know what they want, like the the cool parts about action. Uh, they just aren't the best at handling. Yeah, and which I which doesn't really take away from my enjoyment of it at all because, like we've said about Friar in the past, the emotional stakes are there. The setup for it is cool enough, and just because the panels aren't as good as they could be, I this is still a hype fight. Like this is you know the hypest fight with mediocre paneling I've ever seen that I was like fully bought into maybe. So yeah, and, and that's something that. And does over and over again, even mm-hmm. though the paneling isn't the best, it's like I am always invested because the writing just the storytelling is just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it ends with Freyrin, uh casting the spell on the stone and uh, Himmel and crew wrapping up 
their kind of uh, dance with the demons here. The demons effectively all retreat, and uh, Freyrin is swapped back with normal Freyrin, or yeah. uh, time-appropriate time Freyrin. Uh, and our Freyrin is sent back to the future. And that's where we end. So we, we ended our arc here uh, with the Thanks. Heroes Party and, Fre- and future Freyrin, and we're going to go back to, I assume, Stark and Fern. Yeah, I think so. It's also like, man, this, I think facial expressions in manga are especially important um, because you only really, you you get them for sort of one panel. Uh, And like Himmel's expression down here in the bottom right, when he realizes that Fryerin is like, doesn't, isn't going to remember that they were like getting married and they have these feelings for each other. She's sort of back to either denying those feelings or not accepting them or whatever is like, again, it's just like the, that melancholy feeling that Fryron gives you. He's like, she's back to the, the, the Fryron that I know. And that makes me happy. But also I've lost this sort of, um, truthful memory, uh, this experience yeah. that we had. And it's just like, it's melancholy and it's perfect. It is, and it's it, like, it is melancholy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's probably why he knew it wasn't reality because I think the Fryron at that time wouldn't have had that fantasy. Yeah. Well, uh, or, and I, I even think he knows that even future Fryerin, even, you know, with the, because they spent, you know, a week or two together or whatever long, some amount of time. I even think he knew that like, ah, uh, this is, this is too perfect. I think, I think this is, it's more of a, uh, how do I say this? It's more telling of what Himmel knows can't be true, right? Like no matter what, even though he does love Fryerin, it's, he, he knows he's blocked off in his mind that we're never going to get married. We're never going to be together. I do yeah. love her. I, you know, she does love me in the future looking back maybe, but it's not something that I can have. So, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. That's, that's very true. I didn't even think about that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's very much the case. It's, it, Brian is something that's something he can't really ever get. Yeah. Um, and I think he realizes potentially because I, I think he's smarter than he lets on or at least kind of they they want to play him like a bit of a himbo but i think he's super intelligent um i think he oh, knows sure. the fryer from the future he realizes that like he doesn't get her like it by the end so like he's yeah she doesn't she sort of keeps the a bunch of the future knowledge sort of close to the chest and doesn't reveal a lot but i think that himmel's smart enough to know like Oh, if we had like ended up together for years, this we would be having a different experience right now than we are now. So it just it doesn't happen, and so it can't happen, and I can't pursue it because I know yeah, now. Yeah, good point. It's like multiple and, levels of melancholy, man. Like, it's how does Fryer do it? And uh, like they can read Fryer in like a book. Like mm-hmm. even if she is withholding information, she they they all know her way too well. So yeah. I, I, which was mentioned in this flashback as well so i mean they spent at this point what like 10 or 15 years or something traveling together so yeah a long yeah. long time so well, at least a long time for the humans yeah yeah for sure but either way as always uh Freyren crushes it and yeah. super good be, little flashback arc yeah continues to be just a very good good manga yeah i'm i'm very curious about uh i i assume part of what this time travel slash flashback thing was about was setting up more demons as bad guys. Cause that's kind of, even though like, Fryron isn't really about moving from place to place and killing demons, but also it is also kind of about that because <laughs> that's what they have been doing. Um, that's not the point of their journey, but along the way they run into demons and that 
distracts them and they have to go kill them. So my guess is that these demons that are introduced here in this arc are going to show up in present day. At least one of them, maybe all of them. Uh, Probably all but the sword girl who died. Um, Right. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's going to be maybe the the um, mind control guy again because he got away or the axe guy or both Um, because we the the one girl died, we said, and then in the future. And so I think, is it just those two or is there one more left? There might be. Uh, there's a third girl, the cursed the third girl, girl who, yes, who yes, fucked yes. off out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So my guess is that this was uh, a way to sort of introduce them and show that they've been biding their times and maybe show how they grow a little bit. Because it is interesting to see how demons do change over time, even though they think that they can't. Uh, it's kind of been proven false. And that, yeah, the demons it's, in the series are really interesting. It, so It's complex because it's been proven that they can and cannot change at the same time. Like, yeah. their inherent nature of being unable to understand human emotion and effectively being fantasy sociopaths kind of held true. Because despite Mocked trying to feel and understand that, he doesn't ever get there. So I, it, it's it's like a weird message right because the demons in the series are so interesting i yeah (laughs) i always like comparing them they're they're very much modeled after something like asimov's robots where they're not meant to have sort of feelings or emotions but the sort of truth of the matter is that they do but they don't think that they, they know that they know in their programming like the demons kind of know in their nature that they're not supposed to be able to grow or feel or do any of these things but the truth is that they can and so as soon as a demon sort of realizes that their nature is wrong or as soon as a robot kind of understands that the programming isn't you know is isn't it's the flawed, truth yeah uh, it's going to get more interesting. And cause mocked is the, definitely the mocked of El Dorado stuff, um, from two years ago or so. That's definitely sort of where I think that mocked realized like that he could change, but he would have to sort of throw out, you know, hundreds or thousands of years of what he knew himself to be his kind of self identity and wasn't willing to do that. I think we do probably eventually get to a demon that, um, understands it better. And maybe you already have, maybe it's the, uh, Maybe it's one of these. Maybe we'll see something. I I do think we'll eventually get sort of a demon who says, you know, who understands and rebels against the idea that I am an unchanging, you know, evil. Everything I do is for self-interest and maybe can, you know, can trick people by relating or I don't know. I'm curious to see where it goes for sure. It's kind of this weird self-fulfilling prophecy where Mm -hmm. they only live so long because they have committed atrocity, right? They've gotten so strong that they continue to commit atrocities and uh, live out in their demon nature, demonic nature. But by proxy, they it becomes harder and harder to change in any mm-hmm. particular way because they have already like Mach of El Dorado. He'd already done like so much. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah, also so think I like, know, it's, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, you can go and listen. We did a Mach of El Dorado finale one of our first, one of our first podcasts, early 20 or late 2022. I think it's up there. Um, but yeah, cause that, the mock stuff is really interesting. Cause I, I do think mocked felt feelings that you would normally say demons can't feel by the time you got to the end. He just didn't sort of embrace and accept them. I think he just rejected them and that's was sort of his failing. But, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I would actually, I, I if you want to listen to us talk about it, I'd listen to like the first awards show. Cause we talk about mm. that arc. That's true. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, we do. The yeah. 
the manga awards from 2022 we talk about that arc because that was our best uh that was our best arc of 2022 so it was so it was so very but, good okay cool um yeah. anything else about Fryron here it's just amazing it's it's so cool how much there's to talk about in such a sort of <laughs> not very many chapters of this arc so no, but I, I will say you're going to Japan here in a bit, and there there will be a bunch of Fryron merch. Yeah, so I was actually, I've been sort of paying attention out. to that because um, I've been trying to keep track. There's always something that's like the big thing that's going to be uh, lambasted everywhere and branded. And from what I've been seeing on Twitter and stuff, it's Fryron is like the big thing. It's sales Good. showed up like... Good. So it had sold, I think it sold a bunch before the anime aired, I think like 10 million. And I think in the like two months since it's started airing the anime, it's sold 7 million extra copies. So like a 70% increase in sales over two months when the series has been running for what, four years now? Something like that? Yeah. Three or four? Yeah. So yeah, I think Fryman's going to be a big thing, I think. So I'll have to see what little, uh, what little gotcha, <laughs> gotcha pawn machines they have of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like pop-ups or something like that. Yeah, but. exactly. All right, cool. Um, do not a whole lot of news unless there's anything that you've seen, Gautam. I didn't see anything. There was a trailer for, um, there was a trailer for Suicide Squad Isekai. I think did we talk oh, about yeah, that last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I think we did. Uh, yeah, we did. I think we did. Um, and then the only other things I had on here was like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure 37th anniversary was a couple days ago, and uh, Death Note turns 20. If you want to feel old. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I'll shout out uh, the Death Note one shot that the artist and author created. Uh, the Death oh, a couple Note years ago? Yeah, a couple years ago. Like four or five I, I years feel ago. Like a, yeah. a ton of people haven't read that uh, who have is seen it, or read Death Note. Is uh, Trump it, in that or Obama? What are the I think US tra- presidents? Trump is in that. Trump, Trump is in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I remember it be, having a president in it. Uh, it. It just shows how the plot of Death Note won't work in the modern day where surveillance is very, very high. Uh, Because a lot of what light does cannot be done with how many cameras exist in society now. Yeah. It's it's one of those interesting product of its time things. Because, yeah, yeah, 2003, I guess it would have been. Some cell phones, but not a lot. So It's a cool read. Um, Albeit frustrating, because the gods (laughs) of death are petty in that series. Yeah. Cool. Um, All right. Let's go to one more thing. Uh, if you're listening to this, I am. If you listen to this right when it premieres, I am on a plane. I'm either on a plane to Japan or I'm transferring there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to, to Big Amazon for shipping me stuff fast that I need for my trip <laughs> that I realized I needed like last night. Like they need the help. Yeah, for sure. I, so hey, Amazon, call me. I, I will, <laughs> yeah, we're advertising. I'm happy to. I'm happy to give you a hashtag ad in here. Uh, but I mean, like for real, it's crazy how I can go you know, two days ago and be like, crap, you know, I think I need a different, uh, small backpack to carry with me. And they got it to me yesterday. Or it's like, I, I need a belt. It's like, okay, they got me a belt today. I need a shoelaces. It comes a day or two later. Uh, it's crazy. Amazon is crazy anyways, but, uh, Japan's going to be cool. If you are interested to see, um, I'm going to try, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to go to a bunch of manga bookstores and I'm going to try to post some of those pictures on, uh, the white, gray, black Twitter. So go and follow me there. Uh, but yeah, Gautam, what, what have you been doing this week extra here? Uh, yeah, I've been doing what everyone else has been doing. Uh, <laughs> the current trend is Lethal Company, and yep. I, it's it's goddamn fun. I, yeah. I, I gotta admit, I, I'm a sucker for these proximity-based voice-type games. It's so good. And it's like, yeah, it is It is so good. It's like a 
underplay or undercreated genre. I feel like um, it changed. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard much about the developers of this, but it seems very inspired by um, uh, Among Us had a proximity chat like mod or something added on. It feels on. like that, and it, it just like seems like it's just that, with, uh, but yeah, with a new it, kind of twist to it. And and mixed with like Deep Rock Galactic, you played that. Oh yeah, love that. I, that's such a great game. Yeah, yeah, like it, it is like the Among Us proximity mod and Deep Rock Galactic combined, and the the voice stuff is like really good. Like if you're underwater, your character sounds like you know it puts a filter mm. on your your voice, or if there's like a a bug suffocating you, you sound your voice is like muffled in the way that the bug is suffocating. Oh so like, yeah, yeah, I see. yeah. It's uh. It's very like, fun, e- very like cool. echoes through metal rooms in a different way than in like a wide open area or outside. Yeah, it's yeah. And, this and is like, all the streamers have been playing this and it's hilarious. I, I it's great. And certain enemies hunt by sound. It's like it's cool. Uh, yeah, one of them I know I, it's like if you're looking at it, it doesn't move, so you have to like keep looking at it and move backwards to try to get it oh, to not yeah, chase you. Yeah, like the weeping angels and Doctor. Yeah, Hitler. yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's. I I think it is probably the hardest I've laughed in co-op games in a while because nice. it's, it just sets itself up for chaotic and funny moments. it's great yeah it's that um it has the same sort of uh like discovery gameplay like did you did you ever play PUBG when it first was like new i didn't that How was, was it 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 was amazing because every single game you played with your friends was was like a new story you could tell like oh man we landed here and we did this and then this wild thing happened and we drove here leave the company strikes me as the same kind of game where you go in and it's like kind of procedural but kind of you know where stuff is and then it's like you're you end up being able to tell a story like oh we went here and then this thing showed up and we ran away and i got away but but Gautam didn't make it and it's games like this where it turns out that you can tell a story every time you play it i think really really grab people i i completely agree i it man i i can't wait to play more of it It, it's just i i think it needs it's made by like one guy i hear and it, it needs some tweaks in regards to quality of life but as a product as a whole it is uh, phenomenally phenomenally well fleshed out like yeah. it is surprising man if i were him i would immediately like hire two or three guys with the hopefully money he made here and just start working lethal company two. give it a year people will come back it'll be a better version you sell it for more money like yeah these because yeah uh, this is like 10 bucks on steam or something right or not it, even? yeah it's, it's only 10 bucks yeah. yeah which is like a steal for uh, this game i think i completely agree cool but yeah that's about it on my end Awesome. I think that's it. Let's get out of here. Hey, thank you again, everyone, for listening or watching. Don't forget to leave us some feedback in the comments. How did you feel about uh, Shadows Eliminators? How did you feel about that last arc of Fryrin? Let us know. Uh, Give us an upvote. Give us a thumbs up. Whatever positive reinforcement you can, please go do that for us. We really appreciate that. Um, Check out Twitter and Patreon, which are linked in the description. Gautam, don't forget to say goodbye. Goodbye, Gautam. Thank you for being with us yet again. And don't forget to read more manga. Uh, You might need to share your screen. Good call.
screen. I'll clap again. Two. Nah, you're good. The clap doesn't actually do anything because the I don't pick up the clap on my end, so I it doesn't. The reason oh. you do the clap is to line up two different recordings with like the same moment. So, oh okay. The the clap shows up on your recording, but it doesn't show up on the master to line it up with. So, but lining it up isn't super hard. But that's just so you don't have to clap unless you like clapping. Oh clap. okay, got it. All right, cool. Uh, you can see, right? Yep. Awesome. 